When I was um, driving in this morning, I was uh, thinking about what I'm, what, well, before that even, I get up early and and uh, start thinking about what might I talk about today. And <clears throat> so I thought, well, it's Juneteenth, it's Freedom Day for slavery, be a good topic. It's Father's Day. Yeah, we just had Lungpur Sumedho here. Lungpur Pasana is coming. It's also Ajahn Chah's birthday was a couple days. Father's Day is a good topic. Yes, there's more. I'm trying to remember what the others were. What I was going through is, oh, my sister, just my elder sister. Uh, she's 14 years older than me. And, she had to go in for serious surgery and she has not come out of the hospital. We thought she'd get out last night or yesterday. She's been in for a week. Uh, so aging sickness and death, Ajahn Sumedho's sister just died a couple, well, less than a week ago. Yeah, death, aging sickness, that's a good thing to talk about. And then, I, so I'm going over all these things and I'm thinking, starting to think, you know, well, which topic would be most pertinent? What do people want to hear? Uh, and then I started to feel overwhelmed with, I can't, I don't know what to address that would be most satisfying or interesting for the most people. And I, I started to realize that, you know, I was just getting this feeling of overwhelm. And uh, just kind of reflecting on what is this overwhelm about? And it comes, so I was chatting with Alistair and I was explaining, and I'm not really sure. I'm just feeling kind of stuck and overwhelmed. I don't know what to talk about today. And he, and he said, well, maybe, maybe you talk about, you know, the suffering that comes from worrying about what other people think or what other people want of you. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that might be a good topic. You know, because we do that. We are not alone in this. <laughs> um, but I, I found it interesting. I thought it was fascinating. And, you know, it's such a big habit to, you know, to get wound up in our habits, in our, in, in our anxieties, in our, our sufferings. And not recognize that that itself is an indication that if we reflect, if we if we pay attention to the Buddhist teachings, we can see what we're doing that's making us anxious. We'll see what we're doing that's making us suffer. And it's like, oh my gosh, I talk about this kind of thing, and I've listened to this dhammas all about this almost every day, <laughs> you know, and, and, and yet I, or we can still get caught up, you know, it can still, and this is one of the benefits of having, you know, wise friends around us is that we can check in with them, no matter who we are, you know, no matter how long we've been doing this practice, we can check in with others and, and it can, it can just set us, 
right back on the path, a little nudge. Well, maybe, maybe think about this. Think about it this way. Uh, are you suffering? <laughs> what? What's going on in your mind that's, you know, what are you suffering about? What are you wanting the world? I'm, I'm relating to my own particular anxiety this morning. What was I wanting the world to think? How do I want the world to think of me? I mean, that's all about becoming, you know, it's all about self-view. It's all about uh, uh, ego, um, self-centeredness. And I'm not putting myself down. I'm just reminded that this path is full of and we and we we want to know when we come across the habit that we may just be missing recognizing of self-view oh yes you know and that's a good thing you know it's not something to put ourselves down about it's a really good thing to see oh yeah there it is again and we'll see it as we get less um, concerned about putting ourselves down for not being perfect, you know, as we get humble, as we start to get excited, actually, we can get excited about what am I going to learn next? What am I going to learn how to free my mind in this moment? from my habits of self-view, from my habits of suffering. What am I going to learn? Uh, one of the, one of the um, exercises I have right now that I'm actually fairly excited about, and yet I know my learning exercise, and yet I know I'm going to bump up against some insecure, personal insecurities around this is you know, as I near 70 years old, I've got a couple more years left of that. I'm hoping to retire. And so we have Jessica in training to be the next spiritual director. And she and I are working together over the next couple of years quite closely and with the board on how to make that transition smooth. So by the time I'm actually, you know, having a celebration of retirement, she's already doing the job, doing being being the responsible next spiritual director. And as we move through this, I was telling her, so we've just begun this. We've talked about it for years, actually, but we've just begun the training to this extent. And, and uh, I was telling her, the, the, I think the hardest challenge that I'm going to come up with that's going to happen for me is when she, makes, when she makes decisions that I wouldn't make, you know. And, you know, what is that going to be like for me? I've been doing this for 22 years now and uh, founded the place, started it up, 
No, it's very, it's like my baby. Yeah, <laughs> my baby's gonna, um, you know, become independent. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, and make decisions that I wouldn't make. And I was sharing this with Lumpur Sumedho the other day. Uh, we had a, a, a meeting, uh, an interview after his uh, visit here. And I was saying, this is what this is what I think is going to be my biggest challenge. And he just he leaned forward and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, that is going to be your biggest challenge." <laughs> <laughs> and we both had a big laugh. And I said, "But I, and I'm really excited about this because it's not something that I have in my lifetime had to deal with yet, you know. And it's and I am looking forward to understanding." what suffering, what challenges that will arise that make me suffer and how to transcend this, how to let it go. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it and a little bit terrified <laughs> at the same time, you know, and, and uh, he could relate. He, he could relate to the, these feelings and, and um, his uh, assistant, his upatak, um, offered some advice and some um, people, monastics, to go to see who have had the same challenge or are in currently dealing with the same challenge in their monastery as they step back and a new abbot comes in. And so we'll make some um, visits to these monasteries and get advice from them as well. Um, and then and Jessica shared her most challenging uh, her biggest challenge and and it's just you know it's wonderful to have somebody that you can work with and be completely open to the challenges that working together on this path you know to to work together on recognizing our weaknesses that make us suffer and and oftentimes are uncomfortable for the person that we're working with to be able to trust each other enough that the path developing cultivating this path is the most important work that we have in front of us and so cultivating our ability to accept our responsibility for our individual habits that cause suffering for ourselves and possibly others and to be able to trust that this person is in it for the long run you know doug's back after many years and and you've got to have some trust to want to come back <laughs> you know to a community of people who are all working on developing cultivating uh, their individual responsibilities for what makes them suffer, knowing that we all have a big habit. The human race has a big habit, uh, lots of skill in projecting our suffering onto others. So, and I was doing that to some extent. I was doing that very thing this morning. What do they want to hear? What if I don't? You know, these little thoughts going through my head and I found myself starting to feel overwhelmed and not recognize that I was 
you know, suffering sounds is a big word. It sounds like a big deal, but we can suffer over little things. You know, just this undercurrent of anxiety, this this feeling that mm, I might disappoint, and uh, you know, I mean, really think about think about when <laughs> when we care or are concerned or worried about what other people might think of us and try to base our decisions and actions on what we want them to think. You know, we have no idea really what they're thinking. We, we're, we're mixing that up with what we're feeling. What, we, what do we want? What do I want? you to think about me so that I can feel something that I hope that if you think this about me, you too might feel this. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy making. It's absolutely crazy making. And so recognizing this, you know, we go back into the trap of complicating a self-view, which isn't really truly impossible to work in a matter of reality because we don't know what that person's reality is, we can we go right back into that if we worry about, oh, what are they going to, if we, I got my, I got myself a little mixed up there, a little lost in my, in my proliferation, you know, and so recognizing that we can get lost in our proliferation. We can be talking to people, hope that we're being clear. I can be talking to you and hope I'm being really, really clear and they get confused on what I was saying. <laughs> and I can complicate that and add self-view if I worry about, oh, I just made a mistake. I just got lost in my thinking. Or I can not complicate it and just recognize, oh, I got lost in my thinking. You know, I mean, that is the path to contentment, to accept the reality of the moment according to what's going on in here. So if I'm not caught up in a view of what I think of myself and what I hope you think of me, then it doesn't matter when I stumble and fall flat on my face or say something that, you know, that kind of ridiculous or, you know, realize that, no, that wasn't completely true. It, it doesn't have to be, um, become a concrete aspect of who I think I am and who I want you to think I am. What it is is, oh, I have a habit of getting lost in my proliferation. Welcome to the human realm. And then, and then we're free from that particular habit of self-viewing. In that moment, we've transcended it. If we can accept our strengths as well as our weaknesses. Our strengths also aren't about 
how good we are, how accomplished we are in getting how we might think, how accomplished we are in getting other people to think well of us, you know, to puff ourselves up. This also is suffering because then we want to maintain it. I remember talking to somebody years ago, a woman who we had the same hair color, same hairstyle. We were both in our, uh, I think we, I think we had both just hit 50 within a few months of each other. And, uh, and both starting to show gray. And uh, she came in to visit. We, we set ourselves up to have a coffee together and her hair had, was beautiful, but it had, she had dyed it. And it was the first time she had dyed it. And, uh, and we were talking about that. And I was like, oh, your hair is really pretty. How do you feel about that? And she says, yeah, I was just feeling uncomfortable with a gray, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to color it. I'm not worried about the gray. I just, you know, my daughter's getting married and I just wanted to look my best. And all of this is like, yeah, really, really good. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm not going to color my hair because I used to, when I was young, I'd put highlights in it. Uh, but I, when I started to get gray, I stopped coloring it because I, you know, once you start, as I was sharing with her, once you start, the longer you go on, the harder it is to stop because there'll be more gray by the time you, and if you don't want to see the gray, you don't want other people to see it. When do you stop? So over the years, you know, we see each other every once in a while. And up until we were both at a funeral, actually, and up until a recent funeral, several months ago now, but seeing each other. It was the first time I saw her without coloring her hair. She was, she was so relieved, like, oh, I don't need to do it anymore. But uh, this person recalled the conversation. You know, you're, yeah, you were right. It was really hard, but I feel, I feel freedom from it. You know, we, we do this in so many ways, uh, worrying and not recognizing that we're overly concerned about what other people think of us. Not only do we not recognize that we don't recognize how uncomfortable the, the underlying anxiety that creates. And we, we want to protect ourselves from anyone finding out. But we don't, we don't have that great job or we don't have a lot of money or we don't have retirement put away or and you know we're not sure we're actually we're not sure if we've reached dream entry but we'd sure like other people to think we have <laughs> now all of that is just a thought that stirs up a, an emotive response that has a finite life. <laughs> and when we recognize, oh, there's that thought, there's that concern, that's something to be really happy about, to be, okay, I see it. Not to put ourselves down about. I see it, yeah, it's still there. 
or, oh, I didn't know that one was there. You know, I had, had to laugh. I don't remember what it was. I can't, I can't recall what it was that I saw, a habit of, of mine. I was, and I was chatting with uh, uh, Lung Porce Mato, and this, this habit. No, I was talking to, I was on the phone with um, Ajahn Tanisaro, and we were chatting the other day, and this habit of mine of wanting, <laughs> I can feel myself feeling slightly embarrassed, which is all about self. <laughs> You know, this, this habit of wanting to impress him comes up, <laughs> you know. And as soon as I said whatever I said, <laughs> I could feel this, oh, ick. <laughs> it's like I just said, I can't believe I thought I was over this. I can't believe I just did that. You know, and then it just becomes funny. And it becomes, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. You know, it doesn't matter if you're talking to a king or a queen or uh, somebody you think may be fully enlightened, but not sure, but you're positive they're farther down the pike than yourself. You know, it's just like, or your mother or father or whatever it is, uh, spouse, um, children. You know, it's as soon as we recognize what we're doing, and own up to it and accept it, that person loses their place in our mind as far as someone to compare to. And rather, they're just a peer. They're just they're another person on the path who can laugh and recognize the bumbling and perhaps share their own story about, yeah, just, yeah, I know that one. I remember uh, many years ago, I was at, I attended down in California, I attended a 20 year anniversary of Lumpur Pasano, I mean, uh, sorry, Lumpur Pasano, Ajahn Chah's, Lumpur Chah's death. It was a big, was it the death, Alistair? Um, there, was, there was a really big event down and Gil Fronstel put it together, his community put it together and Alistair and I were down working on it and, and being part of it. That was as far as working. Lots of monks and nuns and lots of conversations and whatnot. And one and they were sharing stories of Ajahn Chah, trying tell it saying, now that he's been dead for twenty years, people put him on this pedestal. And he goes, but let me tell you, he was human too. And they were sharing some of his challenges. And I won't share um, the challenges that were specific because I'm running out of time. But I remember one, at one point, Anjan Smith was just like, <laughs> oh, let me tell you about this. <laughs> he was definitely human. <laughs> and he just was laughing and he go and he's and he was laughing so hard he was tearing up and he finally said i just can't say it <laughs> i just can't do it and then he's just laughing and all the monks and nuns and teachers up there are all laughing with him and because they knew they knew him as a person who had the same kind of struggles as we have and apparently from all the 
I have heard and my own limited understanding, which is definitely limited in this case, he was a fully enlightened being. So it happens. It can happen. It does happen. The path is still available, you know, and uh, you want to surround yourself with people that you can trust are really doing that internal work and working on restraining from projection, working on recognizing when they're projecting their suffering onto others around them.